Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, and welcome to Guide Dogs for the Blind. To learn about our programs and services, or to apply, visit our website, guidedogs.com, or call us at 800-295-4050. Discover what Guide Dogs for the Blind is all about. Hello and welcome. My name is Jake Cook, Community Outreach Specialist with Guide Dogs for the Blind, and today I'm joined by Kelly Chadwick, Apprentice Program Guide Dog and Orientation and Mobility Instructor at Guide Dogs for the Blind. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm super excited uh, to be talking to you today about guide dog readiness, the differences between um, white cane and guide dog mobility, and the admissions process at Guide Dogs for the Blind. I love talking about this stuff. Thanks for having me. Uh, excellent. Well, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, the role that a guide dog plays in a guide dog handler partnership? Um, you know, when I think of do a guide work, um, I think of it as a team effort, right? So it's like a 50-50 partnership. Um, the dog is there to contribute um, their uh, mobility training. They're going to help you locate things and find destinations and just help you move safely through your environment. Um, your role in that is, you know, using your own M skills uh, and to help to help you to direct the dog. Um, so it really, again, is a is a team a team effort. Um, you know, and the other thing that a guide dog provides is a companion in your travels. You know, you're in it together. Can you talk a little bit about the um, types of orientation and mobility skills that um, could be beneficial to somebody who's interested in guide dog mobility? Um, when when you're thinking about like guide dog mobility um, as different from using a cane for mobility with a cane, you really get a lot of tactile information through the cane. Um, when you switch from um, using a cane to traveling with a guide dog, um, you gain certain things, but what you end up with less of is that tactile information. So you have to be able to supplement that in other ways. Um, the kind of skills that we um, find are really helpful to guide dog travelers is to be able to use uh, auditory skills to remain oriented on your route and to help you um, navigate through the environment. So you're thinking about things like um, how to use the traffic sounds to stay oriented or reorient, um, how to um, um, when you're at the down curve waiting to cross, use the traffic sounds to make sure that you're facing the right direction. Um, so being able to uh, distinguish different sounds from each other and be able to like, judge relative distance, um, those are all skills that are really beneficial. Uh, other skills that are useful to have um, is for routes that you're familiar with that you have a sense of time distance. So that's that internal sense of um, you know, I think I'm about here. I've been traveling just long enough. I think what I'm looking for is right around here. Um, so again, those types of skills 
um, help balance the, the, less the less amount of tactile information that you get. Well, that's really interesting and, and, and good insight. Um, so when a person's uh, directing a dog or traveling along a route with a guide dog, what, what sorts of commands are they giving the dog to help them, the, the team, get from point A to point B? Um, the dogs are trained to follow certain basic directions. So uh, commands like forward, halt, left and right um, are the commands that you use to direct the dog to where you want to go. Like once you give them that direction, the things they do are is they're, they're going to keep going in the direction that you ask and they're going to be guiding you around um, any obstacles that are there along the way. Um, they're going to be pointing out any things like uh, elevation changes, um, like um, you know, tripping hazards or like when you get to the curb. Makes sense. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, so this is sort of a follow-up question. Um, can you talk about some of the differences um, from a lifestyle or social perspective um, between traveling with a white cane or traveling with a guide dog? The cane is a really good tool, um, but the guide dog is truly like a lifestyle, right? Your cane is something that um, when you're done using it, you could just put it away. Uh, mm -hmm. With dogs, they require daily care. So there's, they need to have their, their physical and emotional needs met. The dogs uh, want to get out and do their work every day. It's, very, it's mentally stimulating for them. Um, it's exercise. They need play. Um, they need um, basic care like grooming, feeding, feeding, watering, relieving throughout the day. Um, dogs are adaptable, but they really thrive on structure and routine. Um, so you're going to be adapting uh, your life to, to incorporate those elements. Um, socially, um, all dogs, not just guide dogs, but all dogs will draw interaction with the public. A lot of people out there really love dogs and want to, you know, approach people with dogs and ask them about it. And I think it's even more so um, with folks with guide dogs because people find it like really, really interesting. Um, so you may find that you have more interaction with the people around you asking you about your dog, asking you questions. Um, so that's something to consider. Great points. Yeah, as a guide dog handler myself, I can certainly relate to what, what you're saying as well. You definitely get a lot of attention out there. Uh, Kelly, what tips would you have for somebody um, who's thinking about a guide dog, but they're um, having a hard time determining um, their level of readiness uh, for a guide dog? One of the things that is really beneficial is if you have regular routes that you're, you're comfortable traveling independently. Um, so that when you come home with your new dog, you're able to introduce them to those routes. Um, I think, again, you should um, take a look at your uh, O&M experience, your orientation mobility skills, and see, um, you know, how, how do, you, do you stay oriented on your routes? Are you able to use the auditory skills I talked about earlier um, to, again, while you're moving through the route to help you know where you are, to help you read traffic to cross the street, to help you stay aligned. Um, and I think that this is not something that you necessarily need all the time in your everyday life, but when you think about coming to class at one of the guide dog campuses, it's good to 
have your skills generalized enough that you feel comfortable traveling in an environment that's not super familiar to you. Sounds like some great tactics and advice for, for determining guide dog readiness. Um, excellent. Uh, do you know, does Guide Dogs for the Blind have any specific resources or tools to help an individual determine guide dog readiness? Um, sure. I mean, you can always call us um, and ask questions. We have a lot of um, really helpful, supportive staff that um, can help guide you. I would say that other things that you could do, um, we have some self-screening questions on our website um, to give you some ideas to consider uh, before applying. Um, you could always talk with uh, your O&M instructor. Um, you know, a lot of O&M instructors have taken courses through guide dog schools, ours included, and um, there are resources on our website directed towards O&M instructors that can help them um, help you get ready. Um, we also offer uh, an intensive one-week O&M immersion program um, to help people develop the types of skills that will make them a better traveler overall, whatever tools they use, but are really helpful if you're going to come in and uh, work with a guide dog. Um, that program is open to anybody in the U.S. and Canada, and um, right now it operates, we operate it with partners uh, within California. That's incredible. And um, is this program free? It is. Um, just like coming into our guide dog classes, um, it is a free program. Um, wow. We recognize that um, not everybody has easy access to O&M training in their home area. Um, and this is a way to give um, folks who are motivated uh, uh, an intense one-week experience just focus on uh, skills to improve their O&M. That's really cool. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, the Orientation and Mobility Immersion Program sounds like a great program. And is it open to just uh, first-time guide dog applicants or returning guide dog clients or both? Or? Uh, it's, it's open to both. Um, we've brought folks in who uh, it's their first time. Uh, they haven't had a guide dog before. And we've had folks who've had guide dogs from us, from us in the past um, who wanted to brush up on their skills. Wow. Well, definitely a, a great program, and I'm glad that Guide Dogs for the Blind can offer this to people that um, want to get a little extra orientation and mobility training. Me too. So uh, if I'm a, a client, um, I've determined that I'm ready for a guide dog. Um, what, what is the application criteria at Guide Dogs for the Blind? To, for us to accept applications, um, the criteria is... Uh, a diagnosis of legal blindness, um, previous O&M training uh, that includes independent route travel and street crossings, um, and that people are traveling a minimum of three regular routes um, in their home area. Great. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, and so if a person chooses to apply, um, can you just kind of sketch uh, the admissions path, what might somebody be expected to do during that part of the process? Um, the first step is to complete uh, our application, and you could do that online on our website, guidedogs.com, or you could call us directly and we could get it filled out over the phone. Um, after your application is processed, uh, a member of our admissions staff will set up a, a phone call with you to 
go over some information and it's a great opportunity for you to ask questions and learn more about us. Um, and we're going to ask questions to learn more about you, uh, about your lifestyle, about the, the types of routes you travel, um, the environment you're in. Um, like, do you live in a big city? Do you live in a more rural area? Things like that. Um, and then after the phone consultation, uh, we will send a, a staff member to your home for a home interview. And this is an opportunity for us to see you traveling um, on, a, on a route that you, that you do regularly. And it's an opportunity for you to experience um, guide dog travel. So the uh, staff member that comes will um, perform like a simulated guide dog walk, right? And we, and we call that a, a Juno walk. And it will give you a feel for uh, what working with a guide dog might be like for you. Um, Interesting. Additionally, uh, there's some professional reference forms we need, like an ophthalmologist report and a, a physician's exam, that sort of thing. Excellent. Uh, it sounds like a, a pretty thorough process, and I imagine there are staff there along the way to, to assist, answer questions, and, and support uh, applicants in the, in the process. Uh, absolutely. Um, we have a, a whole host of people um, who are waiting to to help you through this process. Wonderful. Uh, and Kelly, uh, before we go, uh, just one last question. Uh, what would you say to somebody um, who's, who's learning about um, guide dog mobility? I would say that if you're thinking about getting a guide dog, one of the things that really pays off is uh, doing your research to see if the lifestyle is right for you. Um, there's a lot of research you can do on, online. Our website has a ton of information um, to get you thinking about all the different things that you need to think about. Um, I also think a great resource is to talk to guide dog users, right? Because they, uh, again, live, live the life, walk the walk <laughs> every day. So they will be able to give you an idea of what it's really like day to day to live with a guide dog. Um, you know, other potential options, um, Guide Dogs occasionally does lifestyle workshops where you get a little more hands-on uh, experience with dogs and more information about uh, what it would take to work with one. So that could also be a possibility. Kelly, that is some very sound advice. Thanks so much for, for sharing that with our listeners. Uh, and I want to say it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And thank you so much for your insight and your contribution to the blindness community. Oh, thanks so much, Jake. It was really great talking with you. <laughs> Thank you for your interest in Guide Dogs for the Blind. To learn more about our programs and services, visit our website, guidedogs.com, or call us at 800-295-4050.